What the Actual Fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. We can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we are medical professionals, we are human beings too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how many years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual combo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. We are so grateful that you're here. So if you enjoy this podcast and want to connect further, we invite you to follow along on Instagram at what the actual fork pod and subscribe, rate and review our podcast so we can continue to share this message with more and more people. Now let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of What the Actual Fork Podcast. Today, I am graced with the presence of Chelsea, our our podcast manager, filling in for Jenna. Chelsea, it's great to have you here. Oh my gosh, it's a dream to be back on the pod. And what's so funny is I've been on the podcast before, but never with you and Jenna, Um, just like me and other R&Bs that are now dietitians. So it's very exciting to be here. And what a what a more exciting topic to talk about than the topic we have today. But before we get into what the podcast is about today, I figured we might as well start with our what the actual fork moments because they're all around us. Mm-hmm. So I usually start by kicking it off to Jenna and asking her. So I'm going to do that for you, Chelsea. Do you have a what the actual fork moment of the week or or month or year or something that you've seen that's popped up for you? Oh, do I? Um, I feel like there are so many examples all the time. But one that I'm sure you will resonate with that everyone is talking about is the freaking borax um, being ingested by people who wouldn't even eat bread. Like I just have so many concerns and it's just so wild to me. It kills me because like we're ingesting borax, but some vegetables we think are toxic. Like where I just don't, I feel like at some point, like logic leaves the room and I don't really know when that point is, but I feel like it might be, it must be much like far before borax enters the situation, you know? So I feel like that's maybe enough said about, about this, what the actual fork moment. I mean, so it's funny you bring that up. I feel like it's going to be brought up on every podcast for the, what the actual fork moment. Cause Jenna and I have probably recorded four since that's like come to be and it's everybody's what the actual fork and that's exactly what happened with the AAP guidelines when they were released as we would ask people they're what the actual fork moment and I think for like three weeks everybody's answer was like because you just couldn't think of anything else to jump off of what you just said I posted a TikTok last night that like this is just shows how fucked up TikTok is where, okay, people are posting how they're ingesting borax, right? And the anti-inflammatory bullshit, whatever they're spewing that comes along with it. And I posted a TikTok, like eating an ice cream sandwich saying, I think the text over it was in women ages 25 to 45, 65% identify as disordered eaters and an additional 10% have clinically diagnosed eating disorder. 
And then I think I asked a question like, can you say you're in the the 25% that have no guilt and shame with food? And this video sat at zero for like 24 hours. And I broke some violation because I used the words eating disorder. Meanwhile, people can come onto TikTok and tell people to ingest basically laundry detergent. And that's not a violation. And I was just like, what the actual fuck? Like I, I woke up and I saw it was at like zero. And then I think like eventually it had like 50 views or, you know, something just like very weird where like, with our engagement and our following, that's not normal. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, what the actual fuck? My goodness. My goodness. I don't, I don't understand. I think I was, I was talking in the, cause I'm a dietitian with Happy Strong Healthy, which you know that, but I don't know if anyone listens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, we were in the group chat and I, I don't know what was happening that day, but I was like, guys, does anyone else like, feel like they just want to quit all this bullshit and just be a barista like so unproblematic and so like you know so fun you get to chat with people all day like <laughs> does anyone else feel like they just have to exit this whole profession <laughs> I actually love that you brought that up and I so I I did an interview last week it actually just dropped like right before you and I came on today with Rolling Stone and the mm-hmm. reason I bring this up is because I was the only weight neutral medical professional that was interviewed. So I was really nervous to take the call to begin with because I was told that it was going to be about how people were angry or upset with Weight Watchers now signing on, you know, doctors who are prescribing Ozempic. But I believe that the other people on the article were saying like, no, we love Weight Watchers, but now we're mad. Like, why would you do this? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can we make this explicitly clear that I was never in favor of Weight Watchers and coming from a completely different lens? And the reason I'm telling you all of this is because thankfully the person who was interviewing me was very informed and wonderful. And they kept they kept asking me questions of like, how do you come on social media every day? Or like, how do you not burn out? Or like, how how do you do this? Or like, how do you fight back? I think one of their questions was like, how do you fight back all the diet videos that you see? And and my answer definitely changed like for who I am today versus who I was three, four years ago, but my answer was, I don't. And you've probably heard us because I know you've listened to every episode of the podcast. One, because you have to, but two, because you're amazing. And, but I always say, I always go back to like, is that person reachable and teachable? And if not, like, I'm not even going to waste like more than one millisecond of my brain space on that person. And the interviewer was so just so great in responding to that. And that's what actually I just read the article before you and I popped on. That's what they really featured is how I don't try to take people down in diet culture. And some people have different opinions and I'll be like, oh, you should. But I'm like, no, it's not my role or my responsibility to combat any of this. I'm going to preach the intuitive eating message, the things that I'm passionate about, the things that help people and the people that want to find that message will. But to wrap it all in a bow, the most fucked up thing though is we can say these beautiful messages, but nobody sees them sometimes because TikTok mm. won't let us share them. So it's like a catch. I don't know what comes first, the chicken or the egg, but I felt like that might be helpful or just to bounce off what you were saying. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you guys have said that so many 
times. And I remember when it was with um, Evelyn Tribbley, when she said it in, in her episode, like, yep. I've never forgotten that. And I think I used to be someone who like got worked up about when people were saying things about diet culture and things. And I didn't agree with it. But honestly, these days, like I, I tell everyone, like, I'm not here to fight with anyone. I'm not here to argue. Like, (laughs) um, if you're being unkind, I will block you without (laughs) regret, without like block and be blessed. Block and be blessed from Shauna Manet Spence's episode. That's I'm. I feel like I'm like a what the actual fork log. I have everything. You literally know who (laughs) quoted what what episode. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. I love it. But no, I so agree with you. And it's like, but then I think that leads to what you said of you. You look around and you look on social media and you see what's being spewed, and it's like. I don't blame you for wanting to be a barista because coffee brings people joy and you could bring people joy and not talk about that. But can you imagine being a barista and having the knowledge that you have and people walk up and be like, no sugar, no fat. And you just be like, wait, let me bring some joy to your cup though. You know? Um, so right after college, I managed um, a cafe and a hospital. Oh, I yes, remember. So- you were still working with us. Yes, I was. I know. I've been, I've been with you guys since like 2020, which is wild to think. Um, but yeah, so right after college, when I managed that cafe, sometimes I would take shifts like at the front of house and that would come up often. Um, and I would share, you know, sprinkle a little bit of knowledge of a little bit of intuitive, intuitive eating love. Um, I don't know if it went anywhere, but at least I, you know, I did it and it was, it it felt good. So I'll take it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But just an example of how, no matter what job you do in the world, I don't think you can escape diet culture, like period. And my husband, even who works in corporate will come home and, you know, when they have office days, share like any coworker who's trying to get everyone to join this weight loss challenge with them. And he's like, He's like, you've ruined me in a sense of like, not that he wants to participate in the challenge, but he's like, like, how do I respond to that? Like, cause he, cause like, again, with us, it's like, you get to a point of like, I'm not going to argue, but it's like, once you see it, you can't unsee it and you see it everywhere, like literally Mm -hmm. everywhere. So there is always a lot of supplement talk on social media. So I think we should talk about why AG1 is our favorite supplement out there. We're going to give the top three reasons. I'm going to start, Jenna. AG1 replaces the multivitamin, the probiotic. It's one simple drinkable habit. And to be honest, my mom brain does not remember to take multiple pills anymore. (laughs) So I'm going to go with one simple drink. I like it. It's easy, easy, simple, convenient. That's, That's the name of the game these days. I love that so much. And I would add on to that, like why I would recommend AG1 for clients as well is because in addition to getting all of those things, you're also increasing your hydration status by doing so, which is so big. I mean, right now it's hot outside, but as the temperatures drop, people stop typically drinking as much water. So true. Right. This is such a great way to get your hydration goals started or go towards those hydration goals. And then the third is like the gold standard that AG1 is NSF or third party certified, which is huge. So if you are looking for 
a simple, effective investment for your health, we recommend giving AG1 a try. And right now you can get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase by going to drinkag1.com forward slash fork. That is drinkag1.com forward slash fork. Check it out. Let's say to collectively to transition this, our collective what the actual fork moment is that Jenna is not a Swifty, which like <sighs> I don't understand. We're gonna have to do a lot of polls on the Instagram about like our how many of our listeners are Swifty and or you don't even have to consider yourself a Swifty, I think, to respect Taylor Swift and to enjoy her music. Yes, agreed. And between you and me, so if it's like merging the HSH team and the what the actual fork team, she's the only one who like only didn't one. go to the tour, didn't is not a Swifty. And it's I won't lie, it's taken some time to reconcile with that. Um <laughs> just kidding, Jen. I love you so much, Swifty or not. But I mean We'll wear her down. We'll wear, we'll wear her, her down. down. It's only a matter of time. We are a persuasive bunch, you know? Like yes. and you it's have not like a hard thing to to persuade right like it's not like we're trying to tell you you need to like a food that you just genuinely don't enjoy this is this is taylor freaking swift and taylor freaking swift has sung all of the genres so just like every genre genre you like and i'll get you some songs and and we'll get her there so i i I haven't seen that time (laughs) i feel like we need to get jenna on i i know like she now she's very pregnant right now but i do feel like we could get her hooked on like the reputation era when she's on her treadmill or enjoying some of her joyful movement like i feel like if we just give her the right reputation songs and say just crank this up as loud as you can and go do your workout and like get back to us okay i love that as a point of entry for her yeah so maybe when we get off this podcast we'll we'll say hey we have some homework for you this is what we decided on the podcast live um (laughs) so love that okay so let's talk about the eras tour though because you and i are not the same humans after we went so tell remind me and then i'll say like when did you go what were your surprise songs give me like the biggest takeaways for you Oh man. Okay. So I went back in June in Detroit. Um, I can't remember if it was night one or night two. Please don't roast me alive. My, um, it's all the my, same. My, yeah. Honestly, it's everything since then. And of that day is like a bit of a blur, which I think I've seen that on TikTok. Like people go to the tour, they can't remember a damn thing because it's just like your adrenaline is so high and you're just so in the moment. And then it's like, whoa what just happened? What happened? <laughs> um, I know. So my surprise songs were breathe and all you had to do was stay. Oh my um, God. That oh, is not fair. It's not fair. Devastating. Um, I because, love that song. Oh wait, which one? All you had to do was stay. I mean, breathe oh, is great too, but all you had to do is stay. Like it was truly oh. one of my anthems. Yes. Okay. So breathe was one of mine because wow. Sammy, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a sad girl. Like I, I am a sad see that. girl at heart. Yes. Like I love sad. I'm a happy girl. Of course. Everyone knows this about me. I'm like the happiest person people know, yes. but I love sad music. I don't know I love what that. it is about it, but oh, breathe. So that was from fearless. And I've been a Swifty since like the Taylor Swift album. Like my whole, the, the whole time she's been around, I've been loving it. I grew up in Florida and like country music. Oh, you live in, obviously you live in Florida, but like, you know, country music was big there. So 
I feel like I got her when she entered, which is amazing. Um, and breathe. I just remember like singing that in my freaking bedroom along with like cold as you from the Taylor Swift album as well. Oh, cold as you used to get me. I really, I think I must, I was so young then. Like, I don't know. I must've been definitely like not even 10 years old. And I was acting like I had been through some serious heartbreak, you know? So it's just Wait, funny. Then do you like, did that. you remember my surprise songs? I feel like you would love what I got. We got picture to burn and yes and timeless no. yes no timeless yes. makes me want to just ball my eyes out it's yes. the sweetest song ever and oh my god picture to burn yeah so we were like screaming that one and then i did go on night two and sat outside we were like on our phones being like all right if we get a ticket under a thousand we're pressing purchase <laughs> <laughs> we did not and like the fact that we even got to that point is like we're we need help but um, yeah like it's just you know how it is you get swept up in it um Mm -hmm. but what was I'm trying to think of the first surprise song for night two but back to December I heard live from outside the stadium (gasps) but I can't why can't I remember the other one that's see again like you said you're just like in this haze um I mean, all too well, though. You want to talk about sad? Was it Dear like, John? Wait, was it Dear John? I, I, like, literally don't remember. I'm going to Google, and now I'm, like, embarrassed. Okay. Because um, I was in Denver when you were in Denver, not for the tour, but I feel like I recall hearing that Dear John was played and having a moment of grief for that. <laughs> <laughs> and having a moment of grief. Why? <laughs> Denver to back to December. I know it was back to December. Where is, why can I find, December. it just keeps all, everything that keeps popping up is back to December, back to December. Yeah, we well, know. Well, Dear John, I feel like it would be getting a spotlight. So maybe I don't think it was Dear John. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Um, so for those who are listening, who are like, what are you talking about? So she has a, what, what is it up to now? A 44 song set list. Oh my gosh. Something like that. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like three hours and basically 15 minutes of singing straight through. I don't think she goes off the stage for longer than two minutes at any time. Mm -hmm. Like not even two minutes, truly. Um, but you get two surprise songs right and so that's what we're talking about one on guitar one on the piano and you just you don't know what they're gonna be um Mm -hmm. I you know I kick myself though because I wanted to go to MetLife and just knowing that they got welcome to New York 
getaway car. I mean, some with with mm. Jack Antonoff, it's just like it's not fair. It's not fair. Yeah, you know, one of the one of the surprise songs that I grieve um, is "False God." Because I, that is like, honestly, one of my all time favorite Taylor songs. I didn't even like Lover. Now I love Lover as the album. But like, at first when it came out, False God was the only one I was really liking. Now, like after, honestly, after seeing her, I'm more obsessed with her than I ever was before. Can you relate to that? Oh, totally. Well, especially just like the respect. Like, I don't know. I don't even remember at what point it was during the show, but I turned to my friend and I was like, how is she not tired? Like Honestly. I am exhausted. And then because I she to- fed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And like, we love that. yes, we love a fed queen, but like I, and maybe part of it. Cause like you think about, okay, think about how long you, or how hard you screamed the bridge during cruel summer oh. song two. So that's like your adrenaline's up. You're screaming. And I'm like, okay, we're all screaming and like jumping. And she has a mic in her hand that she can just talk and then it like escalates her voice. So I'm like, okay, not that I'm not like downplaying what she's doing, but I'm like, we're like screaming every song at the top of our lungs. And like, she's can talk into a mic. So I was like, maybe that makes a little bit of sense, but still like all of her songs, it's just, it was unbelievable. And then to do it again the next night and sometimes again, the next, like how, how? And she's going to be doing it for months. Like, cause then she just released her Europe tour and that's going to be going on for forever. So it's truly, it's insane. I, it's amazing. But the the thing that when I said like, it's because she's fed, like, do you remember in one of her documentaries when she was talking about like her history with an eating disorder and disordered mm-hmm. eating and was saying that like, she didn't realize that she wasn't supposed to feel so tired and exhausted and just like worn out after like her things like that. I think she even said like, I, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to feel like I was going to like faint and pass out after yeah. performing. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's, we love a fed queen now. <laughs> yes. Fed, hydrated. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever she's do. I want to know, like, who is her dietitian? How do we mm-hmm. get the inside scoop? Um, and, and I just, I just wish her so much health and immunity because if this poor woman gets some sort of bug, right? Like, it's like, can you imagine one of these shows where she just like, if she physically like can't stand up? Cause like, we've all had the stomach bug or, you know, something where you're just like, you cannot do anything. I'm mm-hmm. like, I am just like praying that that doesn't happen to her or to the fans. Cause I can only imagine like everyone coming to the stadium and then like the debacle that that would cause. Mm-hmm. well for my uh, night she had like a little cough and a sniffle and that was it but she, she said that she was like getting over a cold and like one time when she's at her piano i think during evermore um she had to like get have someone get her a tissue and then she coughed during one thing and everyone was like was that a cough like <laughs> right? like, she, like she's not a human right like she's not allowed to cough <laughs> i had so much anxiety leading up to denver because I mean, as you know, from listening to the podcast, I am sick pretty much like every other week at this stamp, like at this point in my life, especially with Sienna and daycare. And I was like, I can't get sick. Like, I was like, I, I can't. And I was out of town the like 12 days leading up to it between like just visiting family, had New York, had some segments. And then I came home for a day and went straight to Denver. And I was like, if I get sick, like, I just, I was just like, just get me to the stadium. Like, as, I was like, unless I break both of my legs, there is no reason I'm not going to this show. Like, 
I was, were you nervous? Like I was very nervous. Um, honestly, I, I wasn't, I think I was just, that was kind of a chaotic period of my life for like other various reasons. So I was not worried about like a thing, not That's a thing. Amazing. In the world. I was just happy to show up. We, my, my, went with my, one of my best friends, Anna, and we just like, we drove from Fort Wayne, Indiana to Detroit. We were listening to T-Swift the whole time there, the whole ride back. We did not get tired of her. Um, and it was just like a 10 out of 10 experience. Yes. One of my favorite things I've seen on TikTok about it, and I would love to hear your take on this, was just how people were saying, I mean, there were so many different TikToks. I'm not even sure which one I'm quoting, but just how like safe you feel there mm-hmm. because it was like at Denver, we had 73,000 people in the stadium and how it's primarily women. If there are men there, most of the time they were either a boyfriend, a husband, a dad, or they were gay and had no interest in you in a sexual way. And so you weren't, you didn't have this like toxic masculinity, like breathing over your shoulder when you're all dolled up because you were just like in this safe space. And it was such an interesting take that I was like, whoa, that is so true. Yeah. Like that was something I saw a lot. And I can, I, once I saw that TikTok, I was like, damn, they're really right about that because I saw like, it's not crowds that make me like anxious. It's men. And I was like, that maybe that was the one. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah, you were in one of the biggest crowds ever, but you're looking around and everyone's in like pink and sparkles and like smiling and trading friendship bracelets. So it's like, Mm -hmm. no, it's not the amount of people it's like you said it's men and then like I feel like the Barbie movie came out and now it's just like like all of these things are coming up in our culture right now but it it is a beautiful celebration and again not that only women can enjoy Taylor because I love like one of her shows she was like my women my my men and my non-binary friends like I or no she said my my girl or what'd she say my gals she said something where it like all rhymed. And I was like, that was beautiful. Like she understands that everybody loves her music, like no matter how they identify. But that TikTok just really made me think because I didn't have that thought either until I saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I felt the same way. Um, but Sammy, I am actually dying to know, like whenever August came on, I thought of you and I want to know how did yeah, you, you have to tell how did you feel? Unpack that for us. <laughs> Um, so behind the scenes for listeners, mm-hmm. Chelsea had gotten me for my, well, that was my birthday, I think, or Christmas. I don't remember Christmas. Christmas. Mm-hmm. You had gotten me the, like the August, was it from an Etsy shop or was it, yeah, it was from an okay. Etsy shop? Okay. Mm-hmm. Amazing. With the August lyrics. So that was definitely a highlight. And the stage was just so beautiful for August. Like the colors, her dress, like it was the most whimsical, like beauty that I've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't remember, maybe you'll remember again, because you like black out, not be, I didn't have a drip of alcohol, but just because no. you're like, no. I was like, I can't, I can't fathom having to go pee during this. So, um, yeah. but was it August that went right into illicit affairs where she like dropped to her knees and then was like, I think um or was it my tears ricochet i don't know 
See, look at that. Oh, I don't know. See, it, it all kind of like merges together, but I know it was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. Stunning. It was just, it was yeah. beautiful. It was stunning. <laughs> that August was a highlight for me, but, and um, all too well was like, I came there ready for that song. I gave it my everything. I could barely breathe after. I was like, it was just so fucking good. What were your songs that you came there being like, this is what I'm here for? Um, so I didn't look at the set list before I had, <gasps> cause I would just be surprised. Stop. That's yeah, actually so pretty I'd amazing. Gathered, I'd gathered like a couple things from TikTok, of course, but I also tried to like, as soon as I knew I was, I got tickets, which was really just a month prior to that. Okay. Um, I was like, okay, I have to stop with the spoilers. So yes. I, I never looked at the set list. I of course like saw things that came on. Um, oh my gosh. You know, what was a little surprising that really hit me was Marjorie. Marjorie oh, had me so in tears. That that and Lover. Lover was like one of the first songs. And I think that was like a core memory of me just like holding hands with my bestie Anna and just like listening to someone we love and just like crying. <laughs> um, but Marjorie was just so beautiful. And like it just reminds me of like people that I've lost recently, but also just like in this whole entire stadium of people singing this and like sharing that moment with taylor it was just beautiful i loved it that is i i absolutely adore that song and it's so Mm -hmm. beautiful i got chills as soon as you said marjorie because like it literally Mm -hmm. like took me back to that moment fun Mm -hmm. fact about marjorie you might already know this because you're a swifty but do you know who's on the track of marjorie like marjorie yeah yeah <laughs> a lot of people don't know that right that her grandma yeah. like she found the the recordings of her grandma singing opera marjorie and she's on them and that's what it, it was so interesting when she like after the song not raps but like when it gets to the part of her of marjorie like singing like that opera they took the video off of taylor and she was walking for about 30 seconds like that like it's her back but you can't see her face and i was like oh she's definitely crying and like i started crying and i was like oh my god i i love that song though it's so beautiful yes and then like evermore so i actually did this um i'm like a little crazy i did this taylor discography ranking um and i can send it to you if you haven't done it but you basically rank every single song that she's ever done and it'll like give you an average it'll show you like your favorite albums basically and my top one was evermore which is unsurprising because when evermore came out i was changed you know (laughs) um and like champagne problems is one that will never fail to just like knife to the chest in the heart yeah knife to the chest done um and then tolerate it oh my gosh i was a little surprised when i saw that was on the set list because that was one of the ones that i saw like on um um in on tiktok Mm -hmm. and i think honestly that should have told me immediately that this set list was not gonna was gonna be different you know like different than other concerts because i feel well one it was very very long and she sang so many songs but two i feel like she got to sing that she like sang the songs she just like really wanted to rather than maybe what people expected 
Does that yes. make sense? I think she even, I saw a TikTok of her at one of the shows. I mean, how many TikToks have we seen and referenced? But where she <laughs> says like, because I think people, there were people being like, oh, I like sat down during Folklore Evermore because they were maybe more of like, again, like maybe Fairweather fans that just like, like the big hitters or like, you know, mm-hmm. the more popular songs. And she, she referenced that while she was at her, um, I was gonna say computer piano at one point being like, I've heard what you've said about these on TikTok, but she's like, I'm going to play them. And like you said, I'm glad she did like play what she wants to play. Um, mm-hmm. One that did, which is a big hitter, but I was just not expecting that amount of like, oomph from like everything was bad blood and when they were like oh <gasps> like walking and then the fire like just like the music video we were like oh my god and it's just like it's just like unreal unreal that was a highlight of the show without a doubt and i think that made me remember how much i love reputation yes because i kind of forgot about her like yeah. that whole era but my goodness that was great the fire like the whole the snake intro to the reputation era yes was next level like that may have been my one of my favorite parts of the show as far as like the theatrics and the like performance rather than just like the songs i think that may have been my the highlight of the show other than midnights which we can get we can talk about that yes but my goodness reputation yes it just yeah i think this this just like definitely hits home that we need to get I think we can get Jenna through Mm -hmm. the reputation era I think that is like our gateway into to getting Mm -hmm. her I just feel like Jenna's a reputation girly like I'm trying to think of other eras and pairing them to Jenna and I'm like she doesn't strike me as a folklore evermore girl what about midnights what about midnights maybe I don't know like the other day we came on to the pod and I had some type of good luck that happened to me and she was like, karma. And I was like, karma is my <gasps> friend. And then she was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. So definitely not karma. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't, I mean, I think reputations are way in first and then we'll, okay. we'll then we, can expand. we can expand from there. Yeah. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Um, are you trying to go to the international tour is the question yes so as you may or may (laughs) not know my apartment in london because i'm splitting time between london and the u.s so my apartment in london is right next to wembley stadium i'm talking right across the street sammy you could hear the show even if you weren't in there 
Yes, I have an air mattress if you need to like book a flight. Like, Whoa, you know? yeah, I might need to hit you up for this. <laughs> um, because I think there's no way I cannot. But also at the top of my apartment building, I can see into Wembley Stadium. And the thing is, it might be like, you know, closed off because they're like, it's Taylor, blah, blah, blah. They might need to cover it up if they can, but I can still hear everything. So I was going to say. Whether or not I'm in the stadium, my ass is going to be here, you know? Like, wait, wait, now, are you, are you in London right now? I am, yes. Okay, and so when is she coming to London? I don't know the international tour dates. Um, I think it's around this time next year, and I could be wrong. And she's actually coming to, to Wembley twice. She's doing, I think, five or six shows total in Wembley, and she's coming early in the tour and then finishing the tour here. Sammy, okay. it's so serious. So you you must go. It is. I must. So that my girlfriend I went with in Denver, right before we left, somehow got on to the lottery internationally and just texted me. She's like, "Well, looks like my husband and I are going to Austria." And she just got like two tickets in Austria. And I was like, and somehow she kept like she. It took her like a long time, like most people trying to get tickets. And she kept doing things. And I was like, these tickets are taken. These tickets are taken. And like kept refreshing, refreshing. And somehow then she like hit the VIP tickets because she was like, maybe they'll be there. She's like, we'll see how much they are. And she got two tickets total VIP. Don't even know what that means for $600. And I'm not going to air publicly what I paid for my one ticket, but I can promise you it was more than $600. (laughs) And it's embarrassing like, and, honestly, I, and we were like we were like five rows from the top like when everyone was jumping like we're like all right we're going down like the stadium's falling like yes. we're, it's just it is what it is well so i was like the second row from the top um <laughs> and i also paid more than 600 dollars. again embarrassing disgusting um would but would do it again totally um and then, like we could also feel the stadium just like or the the bleachers just like shaking and yes. eventually my Anna was like, I'm a little too anxious right now. Like I have to go. So she left, came back and it was fine. She could still hear, hear everything. She actually told me this funny story. She like, you know, went down to the floor level and, um, was just like, well, no, she didn't go in and see oh, Taylor. Like, she could oh my hear God. her still. Um, and there were these police officers behind her and they were, they were like, they were just chatting amongst themselves and they were like, they, they all know every word to every song. This is insane. <laughs> because they probably go to other concerts where people are like there but like getting food and drinks but like i'm sure like where your friend was like no one is out of their seat of course unless there's like an emergency or whatever and it's like no i i felt i felt it too what your friend like exactly what your friend nana was experiencing because i was like i was like i'm sure the stadium well first of all has never had this many people in it which like Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure she said that it was and i know pittsburgh that happened at used to be Heinz Field, now Akashore Stadium, where she had the largest event ever in the history of ever more than any Steeler game. And so it's like these stadiums, like they've never had this many people in them and they're people are jumping at rates that, and I don't know if you saw the TikTok, (laughs) here we go again, quoting TikTok of apparently, was it in Seattle? They have some type of radar that like in the stadium because of people jumping it, it like measured on the earthquake scale, like very low end because of the amount of jumping that was going on. (laughs) It was like, okay, like that can fuck shit up. Like 
I'm here for it, but like yeah. not obviously destruction, not that she would be either, but it's like, oh my God, like that's what's happening. Yeah. And I, I remember having a thought there and I was like, you know what? This is out of my hands. Whatever happens next is out of my hands. You know so- what? I can, I can think of worse ways to die than at a Taylor Swift <laughs> concert with all the Swifties and like... I don't know. This is a terrible yeah. thing to joke about, but it's like, I, I definitely had yeah. that thought because I was getting nervous. And I was like, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? So, yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Oh, and I remember she left during the surprise songs. And I was like, I remember texting her in all caps. I could, I'll send you a screenshot after this. It's hilarious. But it's like, Anna, surprise songs now, come back now. Like, just like the urgency. <laughs> And she was like, it's okay. I can hear them. Like, I'm just down here. I'll be up soon. <laughs> it was funny. It's like, don't worry about me. I know. Um, and I'm like, I'm worried. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I feel like I should have fact checked things before this episode, but I also just wanted to like make sure it was known that Taylor Swift is basically saving our economy. <laughs> I have heard that too. And I said that in the wrong crowd the other day and got like a dirty look. And I'm like, okay, you're not my people. That's fine. But like, she is like, is she not? I've seen things everywhere that she's blowing up the economy in these cities that she goes to. That's what I think we need to like, maybe we'll find something that we can link in the show notes. But I think the last time I checked, it was like over $4.6 billion of revenue total between like everything. And then to look at, yeah, looking at the individual cities, like even at Denver, like, so obviously I do not live in Denver. And so we were talking to different, you know, bartenders and restaurant people. They're like, there's so many people visiting right now. And they were saying it was the highest booms that restaurants, hotels, these businesses have seen since pre-COVID. Yeah. Mama just bringing everybody together. Yeah. So again, I was in Denver the same time you were, well, I was outside of Denver, but I flew into Denver the same time because I was there for a family reunion. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had, so obviously there were other people that were not going to Taylor coming in. That was the crap I said it in. And they like, again, didn't love, they didn't understand. They didn't understand, didn't didn't resonate, but they were like, yeah, talking about the hotel prices and even like the parking and everything like that. Um, my hotel in Denver in Detroit was booked for the tour. Like, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. It's... And that, that's funny um, about the stadium. I saw this fun, this funny TikTok. If, you know, if TikTok is ever like extinct or just non-relevant, people in 20 years are going to listen to this and be like, what the fuck is TikTok? And like, what? It must have been so culturally critical. Like, so... it, <laughs> but anyway. it, it, we love it and hate it. We love to hate it. Yeah. Um, but I saw the, the, a funny TikTok that was like, you know, I really believe that everyone that like this many people love Taylor Swift, but I don't believe that this many people love football. I this, saw that. Like, love the stadium. And I was like, true. That's I've, true. <laughs> I have been to many Steeler games where you can see so many yellow chair, like bright mm-hmm. yellow chairs because people are not in the seats and it's, <laughs> it's just, it's incredible. And I think it's just, I think it's such a, beautiful refreshing thing to see again not only just women but this many humans coming together like I haven't seen too many horror stories I have I really have enough TikTok of people like not getting along or like fights breaking out again we're going there with friendship bracelets on with the intention of connecting with random humans um the girl next to me 
exact same dress as me, Amazon. So like I got up to the seat and we just like hugged. Like I didn't know this woman, but it's like, oh my God, like we're connected. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's just like after what our country has been through over the course of however many years, I think it's just like nice to finally have a moment of like when you were in there, it's just like safety and community and joy, like overwhelming, Mm -hmm. extreme joy. Yes. Yes. And just unfiltered joy too. You know, like Mm -hmm. I think that was one thing I loved seeing. I remember being in the merch line and looking around and just seeing like all these women in all shapes and sizes and colors and just like Mm -hmm. in these amazing eccentric outfits, like just wearing just, and being so excited about them. Like no matter what they looked like, blah, blah, blah. Like it was just beautiful to see women and you know people just showing up because like I saw some people with like couples costumes too and that was cute Mm -hmm. Um, but just like yeah I've seen people wear whatever the heck they want not being worried about like I don't know I think just being excited to show up and have a cute outfit and again have that unfiltered joy and happiness um, and knowing that they were safe Yes. And like I've, I always quote with intuitive eating how one of the things we know is like that increased life satisfaction. We know that, again, with the research I shared earlier with women typically have some sort of disordered eating, eating disorder, or body image struggle. Like it's really, really common. But I did like have moments where I looked around where I'm like, people are so joyous right now, right? Like they're so present. So like, whether they are struggling with their relationship with food or body or not, like in that moment, when I looked around, like, like exactly like you said, it, it felt really nice to see that many humans, but majority women just being in the moment and being happy, which I think is so freaking cool and so rare these days. Like I can't, I can't even think of another event or thing that I've done that has come anywhere near to seeing that many people that happy. No, not at all. And what you were saying, like before we got on this call is like, this is like a culturally significant moment. And that might sound like silly to some people, but just this magnitude of performance of like Taylor Swift, which whether you like her or not, you cannot argue with her success and what she's doing. Um, It's just, it's, it was so amazing to be a part of that. Absolutely. And for those who don't like her, I always say, what is your favorite song? Because chances are she wrote it. If you ever look at all of the songs that she has written for other, uh, of course, country artists, but Rihanna, she's written written some of her songs. So if you Google that list or like, that's always a fun one because people are like, oh, I like this song. I'm like, well, she wrote that. So (laughs) like, I need to look up that list. mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh, we haven't even talked about songwriting yet sammy well that's what that's where i think when people you know go to like not liking her or whatever i'm like you don't have to fine you don't like these seven genres of music okay fine but (sighs) can we at least can we at least agree that like an artist who writes all of her own music is a storyteller from her own experiences and fictionally when we look at like folklore and and her albums where she's storytelling outside of herself now it's you just don't see that anymore I really don't know any other artists and the the amount the quantity of writing like four four albums during COVID I think insane 
Absolutely. Yeah. The sheer quantity of songs. And then the fact that she is re-releasing albums, one to have ownership and then adding more songs on them. Is there a greater gift? I think not, you know, like. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Taylor. Do you have like, are there, <laughs> thank you, Taylor. Are there any, I, are there any like lyrics or songs as far as like songwriting that really stick out to you or like just all of them? Well, I feel like, so I am the same age as Taylor. So I, I grew up with her like going through and releasing songs that were based like, you know, like exactly at my point of life I feel like so when like when you're looking at fearless and 15 and like love Mm. story like that was the high school romances right it's like I just feel like every then she had like the breakup albums and the like reputation bad girl like I feel like all of her eras not that I match Taylor Swift in any way shape or form but I just felt like I and I think everyone feels this way right is that she hits every emotion and every song and they're have they're so different that like you can relate to them depending on what time of your life or what you were what experience you were going through so there's Mm -hmm. definitely some like you can put it on you could put me in a dark room put it on and I'm like wow I'm back in my high school like a high school breakup in my bedroom cry you know what I mean like you can put a song on and relive an exact experience which is just so powerful marjorie comes to mind for me as another big one of just like when you lose people it's just so beautifully written and the lyrics are so beautifully written and having that in the stadium and experiencing that with seventy three thousand other people who have most likely at least lost one person right that's been close to them it's like she takes these things that we all experience and makes them so personal So Mm -hmm. I just like totally rambled with that answer, but I would love for you to answer that question too. If you had one more specifically or just what's coming up for you. Mm. Yeah. So, oh, that's a toughie, but like, I mean, you're so right with the whole, like the songs obviously are about her life and her experiences, but we all feel it. And that's so evident yes. by the community that she's built around her music and her fan base. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of my like all time favorite songs is peace, which again, it's like, I would, I would argue one of her saddest ones. <laughs> oh, I um, love that song. Oh, it's just so good. Um, like folklore also did something to me like evermore and folklore. Well, I think obviously it was the, it was COVID too. So I was just like primed for like being in my feels, I think. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, peace. Oh my gosh. Uh, we can, we can leave it there. Cause I could go on like uh, about my favorite songs forever. Midnight's has some great ones that really hit pretty deep. Oh Yeah. <laughs> we're, just like, just, we're like these like feelings are coming up as you're speaking. i know oh my gosh well oh. i think it's i think it's a great question to end on because i i feel like anybody who's pressing play on this podcast episode has two things in common with us they probably <laughs> love taylor swift maybe they went to the eras tour and or they're passionate about making peace with food and their body mm-hmm. and I think that's something that hopefully, and I, I am asking you, do we know, does Taylor have any, I don't think she has like a full song related to her eating disorder that we know of. 
Right? Not a full song, but there is a song on Midnight's where she talks about um, it's you're on your own kid. And yeah. she talks about like trying to be in a smaller body. It's like, what are the lyrics? Exactly? I know what you're talking about. Cause I yeah. know that I know there's like references to things. Yeah. But oh, I serve the party and starve my body. Yeah. Like I'd be saved by the perfect kiss or something like that. You know, like she definitely highlights that. I yeah. Feel like that's- one like I can't think of another song where she talks about that yeah so I and then well there was the anti-hero music video debacle of, oh, yeah. <laughs> was that of 2022 um or 2023 mm-hmm. but um but I will which we did cover in a previous episode with William mm-hmm. Hornby um but yeah that's something I would love to request from Taylor of of like a song about like knowing her lyrical geniusness and just like her ability to put things in song like a song about hating your body wanting to change it but realizing that wasn't the answer to your happiness oh can you imagine oh my gosh I can't I I can only imagine. And when Taylor <laughs> is taking requests, I think we should slide that in there. We'll slide into her DMs and, and see uh, yeah. if she ever sees it. But hopefully for those who are listening can just enjoy this behind the scenes chat with us. And if you're going, she only has a few shows left, right? Or is she done? It, yeah. Few no, left I, and... I, I'm pretty sure she has some left. Few left and then, and then the international tour begins. So We'll definitely be doing a lot of polls on Instagram, but if you're listening, shoot us a DM or when you rate, review, and subscribe to What the Actual Fork podcast, make sure to also comment your favorite Taylor Swift song so we know what is going on in your world of Taylor Swift. I can't wait to hear them. Yes. I feel like every, and it's so funny because everyone, ta- everyone, every time I ask someone what their favorite, favorite song is or, you know, favorite songs and they say it, I'm like, oh, that one is so good. Like there's never a time where I'm like, okay, maybe that's great for you, but not for me. It's always like, oh my gosh, those are so good. You and know, they're always so different. Like I remember when I put up a question box on Fine Food Freedom and I got out like close to a thousand answers and I you know I don't know maybe it's just because you love what you love and I was like oh everyone's gonna say all two all 10 minute version and I think I put that like <laughs> twice and it was like you know so many other songs and I was like oh my gosh like yeah there's just so much diversity in her music and depth and it's just so beautiful well thank you Chelsea for having this chat with me because honestly I would like to have it with Jenna but it just it's not there yet so we will report back to our listeners of of how we're doing with turning her into a Swifty. Yeah, we can offer progress updates with that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Sammy, for yes. having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of What the Actual Fork Pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all of your friends and faves, and don't forget to rate and review and let us know what you want to hear more of. The more we hear from you, the more that we can make these episodes exactly what you want. We would also love to connect with you on Instagram at whatthefork.pod. We promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics, greatest guests, and the most fun you can possibly have fighting diet culture bullshit. We love you, we appreciate you, and we will see you next week for more fun.